0: here's the big thing that stops people's money from coming in such great flow and great abundance is that money in order to come must have a purpose to come. But most people's purpose of money is for safety and security and comfort and money. The the amount of money that you want will never fill those three desires of safety and security and comfort But that soul need that we have that is intrinsic in every one of us to be protected, to be safe, to be secure, can only be filled by one thing, and that is God.
1: Happy Wednesday, friends. I am so excited to have Allison Chavez on the podcast with us today. She is the host of the Prosperity Approach podcast. She also is a prosperity and success coach for ambitious, God-centered women. She teaches women how to get phenomenal results with ease, spend time and space to achieve their goals without the hustle or grind, and to reshape the reality and feminine energy. She believes that the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle is not. Her mission is to end the struggle and bring joy to the lives of millions of women around the globe. And today we're talking about all things money and how money actually works. And I so enjoyed this conversation with Allison, and I pray that it blesses you too. Allison. I am so excited to have you on the show with us today.
0: Oh, Kristen, can I just tell you what an honor and a privilege it is to be here? Thank you so much for having me on.
1: You are so welcome. And I am so excited about our topic of conversation today, how money works. But before we dig into all of that value you're going to provide, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today.
0: I would love to. So I am a a transformation and success coach for ambitious, God-centered women. And I've been in the online space for about nine years. I built my business to multiple six figures within about two years with anxiety and fear and so much stress and so much struggle and all of this grind. And um, and really this belief that God wasn't really going to help me. Um, and that I was all on my own to figure this out. And I was going to ruin everything if I did it wrong. And, and because our reality will always reflect our beliefs. After about four years, my business started to collapse. And the harder I worked, the harder it fell. And it finally culminated in this rock bottom called $150,000 in debt. Chapter 13, bankruptcy. Um, and I realized in a, in a in a rare moment of clarity that... I had created, I had created what I didn't want. And I thought, man, if I created this and I didn't mean to, I bet I can create my way out of that. I mean, what really, I think that was the point where God was like, Oh, hooray! Now we can work with her. Like I really felt I, I really, I that that was really when God and I started to partner together and he was like, okay, she's ready to suit up and actually be first string. And now we can teach her. And, and, and he did, he taught me the, the most beautiful. Things most importantly, how money works, how beliefs work, and how to lead with my divine feminine as his daughter. And from there, we went from chapter thirteen bankruptcy. Six months, we had made two hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars. We doubled it the following year. We doubled it the following year, and we're we're tracking. We're we're. Tra- Track, we're trending up every year from then. And, and that has been my mission, um, since then to, for women to really understand that they're not alone in what they want to create or what they want to change in their life, that God is fully their partner and, and wants more for them than they can possibly want for themselves. And really are, our, our, my, my mission is to end the struggle and bring joy to the lives of millions of women around the world. And that's what we're here for is that joy.
1: Amen. I love that. That is such a powerful story and an amazing message. And I think a lot of us women, especially faith filled women, we question if we're even supposed to be bringing our dream to life in an online business or be an entrepreneur because we look around and we see our coworkers or our family or our friends that aren't in this online space and are kind of questioning and looking at as kind of funny like you want to I, do what <laughs> right? place that dream in our heart, just like he placed a dream in someone's heart to be an Olympic swimmer. I don't want to swim. That's not my dream. He gave me, but he gave us that dream. So it's up to us to turn to him, let him guide us. Like you just were talking about because he wants us to bring that dream to life because we have an amazing impact to make.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I love that so much. Can I just bring out that point? You said that those desires are God given those desires in our heart to build a, a business or to whatever, or to be an Olympic swimmer or whatever. So we want to do are given to us by God, because he knows that we have it within us to make them our reality. We have the talent and the skill, we'll learn learn the skills along the way, but we have a propensity and an aptitude for it. And those are divinely given. And and when I finally stopped fighting against that divinity, wow, then I became so moldable in his hands.
1: Yeah, I love that. Moldable and powerful because I (laughs) wholeheartedly believe that there's gonna be a wealth transfer into the hands of faith-filled, godly women and it starts with our money mindset. So we're going to talk about that today. So (laughs) I know, especially for me and our listeners, they can probably relate that we feel worried or guilty about spending money, especially on our business, but as women on ourselves. So is there a way that we can stop feeling this worried and this guilt feeling about
0: spending money? Yes. Oh yes. 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 To all of that. Because once you understand what money is and how it actually works, it, it's very easy to lay down the guilt or lay down the worry around money, and and here's the thing, especially as as faith-based and as Christian women, we get these mixed messages in Scripture about really wealthy and righteous men, but the love of money is the root of all evil, and it, it, we have all of this conflict. So it, at least I'm not going to speak for everybody, but in my mind, I think you could probably relate. I had this love-hate relationship with money. I secretly really loved it for what I could trade money for with experiences and growth and, and feeling closer to God and all of those things. And yet I also kind of had to hate it. And then I felt guilty, but I really wanted it. So I was really resentful when it didn't come. And I, and it was just, it was this most exhausting dance I've ever had (laughs) with with money. But when you, when you really understand the purpose of money and that it is literally a blessing from God, our heavenly father, it, it, it helps us to say yes, just so much more.
1: Yes, that is so true. And I've learned to think of money as a tool. It's just something that God is bringing to me that I can use to benefit others in the, on this side of heaven, And when I used to think about money as, um, you know, I had to budget things. And like you mentioned too, I had to work harder for that money to come. And I think we can relate because we learn that behavior from our parents. At least I did working (laughs) on a farm. You need to work hard in order to get fed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it's money more than just these budgets, Excel spreadsheets, um, working hard to try to get it to come to us
0: yes yes so much and and i think everybody can relate to that 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 lack of money like there's enough to get by but there's not really enough for extras and 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 i and i really think like 97% of the population can really relate to that from their parents from their teachers from their friends from society from tv like from from all of the things and and money is so much more than budgets when you understand how money actually works budgets are a great tool to help make your money more powerful Powerful, but most of the time, because of the way people think about money, budgets just become this awful, terrible thing that says, no, you can't have that. And no, you can't do that. But but there are three components to money. There's the spiritual component, there's an energetic component, and there's the feminine component about how money supports you in leading with your divine feminine. First and foremost, money money is energy. Money is currency. Currency is energy money is energy. Everything is energy. That's what Einstein said. He said, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. So if everything is energy, you, me, water, money is energy. And we live in a universe that is built for expansion. We will always be called upon to grow always and forever. I mean, you can look at pictures that they've taken with really powerful cameras and you can see the universe is literally expanding. And so we're here to expand. Well, when you understand that everything wants to expand, everything wants to grow and money is just energy. What makes it really weird is our beliefs that we've put around money. That's why we kink the energy. That's why we just have this really weird relationship with money, but energetically um, money is an indicator. It's an indicator of how much you will allow yourself to receive and how much value you're putting in the marketplace. It, it is not an, a measurement of your self-worth at all. Your value is never on the table. It's never, ever, ever. Money is also a magnifier. I have found that a lot of people are like, well, all I, I just want to make enough to be comfortable. <laughs> I just want to make enough to make my house payment and my car payment and go out to dinner every once in a while. I don't want a lot of money. And I think Well, if you understand how many works, why, why, why wouldn't you want more? Because they've seen how money has destroyed people's lives, a lot of money. And we see it everywhere. We see it in, in, in the entertainment business. We see it in professional athletes. We even see it in circles that are like maybe one person removed from us, like somebody in our neighborhood or in our congregation, like we're struggling. And then they got a lot of money. And then suddenly like they left their spouse and they abandoned their children and they went on a trek around the world to try to find themselves. And they, you know, sometimes, I mean, we get super self-destructive. Sometimes and we turn to drugs and we turn to sex and, and, and we just completely self-destruct and we blame it on the money, but money is only a magnifier of who you already are. And so if, if you, if, if you are thinking about ways to leave your spouse, because you're not in a healthy relationship, money just magnifies that and opens doors and gives you ways to do that. I've been married to my sweetheart for 25 years, and we've been through really, really lean times together. And, you know, we, we feasted and famine together through this whole thing. And the more money we make does not make me want to leave him because I don't have the, those leanings anyway. But I'll tell you what I realized was a real wake-up call when I learned that about money. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stingy. I'm stingy with my money. <laughs> so if, if you are generous without money, you're going to be even more generous with it. But if you're stingy without it, you're going to be even stingier with it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm stingy with money. And so that was such a great thing for me to learn, because if I wanted more money to come, I had to I had to let it go and bless other people's lives, because that's what it's here to do is be a blessing. And that actually was one of the things that changed our money around really quickly as I was like, you know, I can afford to be generous, even if it's only a dollar. It started, it started at a dollar. I started at $5 and in, in the little tip jars at you know, Cold Stone and Five Guys and those, you know, the fast food restaurants where they just have the tip jar just for a tip jar. <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't for their service. It was because we could afford to be generous. And it was such a powerful, um, declaration to myself to the universe to the heavens it was it was a thank you so much to god for blessing us and i want to bless other people because we can afford to be generous and then money just opens doors it that that's that's all that's all money is
1: Yeah. I love that. You're speaking my love language through all of that. I love it. (laughs) Yay! Yes. I can totally understand and totally relate. And I love how you realized where you were in your money mindset and you just took a small step a small action step to start mm-hmm. being more generous it's not that you all of a sudden had to give away fifty thousand dollars you just made the small step and God worked on
0: your heart <laughs> yes and kristen like I couldn't even give away fifty dollars <laughs> let alone <laughs> fifty thousand not at the start but it, it's okay to start where you're at if you started a quarter you started a quarter like it like it's okay God's not god's not looking at the amount he's looking at he's looking at your willingness he like you said he's looking at your heart and can he he bless you. And as you say, yes, you're willing to expand. And you're, I I think that we forget that God wants to bless us too. He doesn't want to just use us as an instrument to bless his other children. He, he, he very much wants. Our lives to be blessed as well. And I think especially as Christian women, we tend to put ourselves very last on the blessing list or the priority list. And so we serve when there's nothing left in us to serve. We give when there's nothing left to give because we've got, we've 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 got a, a warped idea of of how to bless other people's lives like we can't serve from an empty cup. And so the Lord wants us to fill up our cup and then serve from the overflow. And sometimes the overflow like we said starts at a dollar, but you know what now we can now we can give in the hundreds and in the thousands and in the tens of thousands and that is that is such an honor and a sacred privilege for me to be able to do that and quite honestly really 3 years ago that version of me would have never allowed that. I was too stingy.
1: Yeah, I love that. Well, we kind of talked about what money is. So, how does it actually work? Because you said if we knew how it works, so how does it actually work, and how
0: do we get more money to come to us so it can flow through us? Okay. So here's the here's the big thing that stops people's money from coming in such great flow and great abundance is that money, in order to come, must have a purpose to come. But most people's purpose of money is for safety and security and comfort. And money, the the amount of money that you want will never fill those three desires of safety and security and comfort. The purpose for money has to be for your growth and for your expression. Because this is what happens when we make, when we want money to come for our comfort. That Surface level, when you don't have to worry about how am I going to pay my next bill? Yes, it does bring a measure of safety, security, and comfort. But that sole need that we have that is intrinsic in every one of us to be protected, to be safe, to be secure, can only be filled by one thing, and that is God. And so most people will look at money as their source instead of a channel. Please learn from my personal experience. When we had no money, I would wake up in the middle of the night going, oh no, how am I going to make the pay- the van payment this month? We're just going to have to work harder. I'm going to have to get another job. And Chris and I was working like four part-time jobs at one point with little kids, four little kids at home, trying to do it all and be it all to make ends meet. And then we, had, then we started making money and we could start buying things without looking at the price tags all the time. or only buying things on sale. And I was make waking up in the middle of the night going, oh no, what if we lose this? (gasps) Oh, oh, I've created this lifestyle for my family that they expect now. And what if I can't maintain this or sustain it or much less grow it? What if we lose it all? And then that's what happened. And then I realized in a rare moment of clarity Holy cow, I was in anxiety when we had no money. I was in anxiety when we had a great amount of money. I don't think that the common denominator here is money. I think the common denominator here is me. And I just need to change me, and my money will come. And I realized I'd made money my source. Scriptures call it making money your God. Now, that tends to get a little pushback with faith based Christian women because we're like, I don't worship an idol. But if you live and die by what is in your bank account, or you wait for your boss to give you permission, or your clients to give you permission, or the check to clear, or the stimulus, or like whatever you've made money, your God, you've made money, your source, and you're depending on something that will never ever give you that sole need that you have for safety and comfort and security. That's what the Lord is for. That's what God does. Money is just a channel. I I, I like to make the analogy of. It's like expecting Sprite to quench your thirst. Sprite doesn't have the qualities to quench your thirst, even though it looks exactly like water, especially if you leave it out on the counter long enough and all of the bubbles have popped. It doesn't matter what you do differently in relation to that Sprite. When you drink it, it will never quench your thirst. It's not designed to. In fact, it's designed to make you thirstier for more Sprite. That's just how it's built. Money is the same way. We don't have to make money the bad guy anymore. Just like we don't get mad that Sprite isn't quenching our thirst. We just go to what will quench our thirst, which is water. Same thing with money. Money is not going to quench that that thirst. It's not going to fill that need. So when we look at money as a channel instead of a source, and we look to God and the Lord as our source, then if a channel dries up, if we're connected to our God, who is the most abundant, wealthiest most loving, giving being in the multiverse who adores you and wants to bless you. If you're connected to that, which is limitless supply, then when a channel dries up, it's not a big deal because you're still connected to supply. You know that it's just a matter of time and it's not going to take very long for another channel to open up. And that's how you get money to come. The purpose has to be for your growth and for your expansion. And for your creativity, because we live in this universe of expansion and there is, there is nothing creative or expressive or growing about you staying safe and comfortable and secure. I love that. So
1: true. Ah, so powerful.
0: So how can we
1: get a better relationship with money?
0: You know, with the spiritual aspect of that, it's really understanding that money is literally here to bless your life. So many people have trauma around money, but it hasn't been money's fault. We make money the bad guy all the time, but it, it's not money. It's our, it's our own beliefs. It's other how other people have used money because everything can be used as a tool or a weapon. Absolutely everything, even gratitude, is used as a weapon more often than it is as a tool for growth and expansion. And money is a really easy one to see how it's been weaponized over you know thousands and thousands of years. But if you look in scripture how does God bless his people who obey his laws, who obey the commandments? He has blessed them with riches, tangible riches, linens and gold and silver and flocks and herds and lands. We're reading the Old Testament right now. We're reading about Abraham. He was incredibly wealthy. He blessed them with riches. It's like you said at the beginning of our time together, when you said that there is this transfer of wealth that's going on. God needs wealth in the hands of, of righteous, good people, because he knows that we're going to use it as a tool and not as a weapon. And so it's not just like the feel goods. And I love my neighbor and like all of those things. Although those are also blessings that God gives us when we're obeying his laws and his commandments, but he blesses you physically with money. The problem comes. And the problem has come traditionally, like we see it in scripture all the time. The only problem that came from money is that they forgot who their source was. They started thinking it was them. It was their own genius. It was their own business acumen. And then they started putting themselves above others. It wasn't, it wasn't money's fault. It was that men and, and women, we just forgot who the source actually was, which was God. So you don't have to be afraid that money's gonna ruin your life. It won't. Right. Right.
1: Won't. Money's neutral. Money isn't anything it is. it's just energy.
0: It is. It's it, it, it is just energy, but it is meant to bless so many people's lives. And we can feel this shift. We can, we see the world getting darker, but this universe is a universe of balance and harmony, which means the darker it is, the more light also has to be here. And that's why we're having this conversation. Yes. <laughs> we need more light. Amen. And And we need money. We need money to fuel our dreams, to fund our dreams. And, and they, it it is meant to be a blessing. And here's the thing, the greatest, the greatest help and the greatest blessing that you can give to other people is making the most of yourself when they see you leading out and, and being that example and, and allowing money to bless you in really glorious ways. Like if you, we have, we have a Tesla. We love to, we love to drive a Tesla. That's, that's important to me. We like to fly first class. I'm also a faith-based church going Christian every single week. I read my scriptures every day. I pray every day, but those things, like, it sounds kind of silly, but it brings me closer to God because, because it, it, It's comfortable. It's luxurious. It's fun. It's fast. It's, and it's like heavenly, heavenly father. I allowed him to bless me in that way. And so it does, it brings me closer to God. My happy place, the place where I feel closest to God is in Maui on the ocean. I live in Utah, Kristen. I can't get to the ocean very easily at all. I need money to get me there to Maui where I literally, I, I feel the spirit so much there. I see the expansion, the vastness, the beauty that God has created for me to enjoy because he knew how much I would love it. He also allows, you know, everybody else who wants to partake of that, where it's going to be meaningful to them to, to, to partake of that. But we we've, we've got to be willing to say, yes, I, I want this nice thing because it's my desire. That means God planted it in me. But it's not going to be at the exclusion of other people's needs or other. And, and I think this is where, especially as women, we go off the rails mm-hmm. with that. We're like, no, I can't want that because then it might mean that I'm selfish. It might mean that I'm greedy. Well, not if you acknowledge God and you give thanks yeah, and then it's like glory oh, right. and honor
1: goes to him. He yes. blessed me
0: with it. <laughs> yes, yes, and I have excess, I have overflow even before you have that give to others. Tithing is oh, that's a spiritual law. That law of the tithe. If you if you're not tithing, that's the first way to quote unquote test God. And he actually invites you to test him. See if see if I don't open the windows of heaven so greatly that you'll not have room to receive that blessing. And trust me. Mhm. And, oh, and it's so beautiful. I could talk for days about this.
1: (laughs) Yes, this has been absolutely amazing. Oh goodness, so much value. Um, How can our listeners connect with you? Because I know they're going to want to reach out and just say how much they found value in this episode. But more importantly, how can they get in contact with you if they want to work on their money mindset or any struggles that they have?
0: Oh my goodness. Well, we have lots of lots of free resources for people to help them with their money mindset. I we actually do three three-day live online free workshops every other month to help people with that. Um, God-centered women specifically is who I work with. And so you can go to prosperityapproach.com forward slash 52 ways. There are actually 52 different activities that I did to grow my money mindset in really fun and easy ways. So I let go of doubt, let go of lack, and really started building my life without struggling through it. And we're doing a workshop all the time. And so if you want to register for it, you'll go to prosperityapproach.com forward slash challenge and get yourself registered. You get a VIP experience with your very own success expert through that. But we spent a whole session talking about money and deep diving into it. We talk about our divinity as women and leading out with our divine feminine. We talk about how to have royal relationships where we show up powerfully and unapologetically and authentically ourselves so that others can do that as well. I think we've been trained as women to apologize, to hold back because we don't want to be too much or we don't want to threaten other people, or what if my spouse isn't on board with this? That you what what we teach you is as you rise into your divine feminine, it actually, it actually triggers divine masculine in your spouse or your partner as well. And, and as you are being authentic to you, it gives other people permission to be authentic for them. Like it's just, it's just this glorious, glorious overflow. And we teach you, we teach you how to do all of that. And it's, it's so much fun. So I would love to play with you there. You can, you can learn more about me at my own podcast. It's called the prosperity approach. And you can learn my philosophy about prosperity. I I don't believe in playing in the theory. I believe in practical application, which is why. We had this conversation because I want people to be able to take this and start running with it and seeing how quickly it can change their own life.
1: Yes, I love that. I was going to mention your podcast because I did listen to a few episodes and specifically the one on feminism and the feminine and the masculine. Uh-huh. Because I never thought of that. And listening to that, I had so many aha moments. So I might even link that episode in here too, because oh, it was I amazing.
0: Love, I would love it. I would love yes. it, especially as as women entrepreneurs, we don't know how to be women in business. We're not taught it. And, and it's not that I hate men. I love men. So this is not men against women, but we're only taught business in a very masculine way because traditionally it's been men in business. Right. And, but, but there is a higher law for us to follow as women. And it's to lead out with our feminine and let the masculine support us. So yeah, if you want to link that episode, I would, I would love that. It like blew my whole world apart in the best of ways when I learned that. Yes.
1: So good. One last question. What does making an impact mean to you?
0: What does making an impact mean to me? If I can leave somebody better when I leave them than when I found them, that's an impact. And that's from a smile that's from a wow you make that color look so beautiful whether that's letting somebody in on traffic um, this the small ways lead to the big changes and and that's all just like my presence I want my I want people to leave my presence better than when they came in just because of the high thoughts that I think of them and of the world and of our place in it I think we're we don't give ourselves as much credit it as we deserve for the impact that we actually make. And I, the biggest impacts are made in the smallest, most ordinary ways.
1: So true. Well, Alison, thank you so much for taking time and spending it with us today. It has been an absolute joy.
0: Kristen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. What an honor. That's it for today, friends. It's your time
1: to step into the role of the abundant Christian preneur and put to use the gifts God has given you. There is only one you, and you are the expert someone is out there waiting to hear from. I want you to know this, feel this, and most importantly, be this. Never underestimate the impact and power you have. And hey, real quick before you go, do you wanna win a free private coaching call with me? Take a screenshot of an episode and post it on your IG stories and tag me at Kristen Taranci using the hashtag theabundantchristianpreneur. And if you feel extra daring, share one of your biggest takeaways. That is how you will get entered into the monthly drawing. And if you found value in today's episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and rate the show. This not only helps me bring you more expert guests to learn from, but it also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and spending it here with me. I appreciate you and see you next episode.